0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the Umbrella Academy stuck a soft landing, seeing as they had an umbrella, who will be the worst or best villain of the year, and if Ryan can handle a different feeling conversation with Tiana and Joe of the Next Door Villain Podcast. All that and more on an all new episode of the Superhero Show Show. And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live action TV show based on a comic book and sometimes animated TV shows that we really, really like. Because you know animated shows are pretty cool sometimes too. And if you're wondering who I am, it's me, Caitlin, I've taken over. they can't stop me. I ran in here and I said it so I'm he- I'm I, this is my show. this is my show now. I'm taking over completely. No one else will be here just me. That's all. and I'm so glad that everyone else is listening um, this is gonna be a great one because no one else is here. Oh no. Uh, oh no.
1: I am just going to put my keys in that in that jar on the table and I'm going to walk into the studio. This and- is
0: not a mixer. We're we're not swingers.
1: What is happening right now? What the fuck is happening right now? Caitlin's K- in the host seat. Uh, uh, did, did you have Only Wait, did, oh. who like did you are you just sitting in the throne right now?
0: I am sitting in the throne and yes, I am also taking a dump on the chair. Okay. But Only Cassie's allowed to do
2: that.
1: What I know.
0: About? I've taken over completely. Um, joining us is Ryan.
1: Uh, hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I didn't know that we were recording right now. It's so
0: uh, rude of you to come in my throne room.
1: No, I know. I was just putting my keys in the pot and not in like a swinger way. Not in the swinger way. Like, that's okay. where we put right. our stuff. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go prep for recording, and ha- I'm here to find out that Caitlyn is already recording and is hosting the show.
0: That's right. I'm here. I've taken over. Mike, thank what? you for coming to my what throne room. What gives
2: you the right? Wait, so Ryan burst in, but you invited me to your yeah. throne room? Where now, now, to I, now
0: since he's here, you might as well come as well. That's a weird move, It is, friend. you know? Mike, but-
2: uh,
1: how, how much longer do we want this little experiment, this little game to go on?
2: You know what? It's like when you catch your kid smoking a cigarette, so you make him smoke the whole pack. You know oh, what? Caitlin? Caitlyn thinks she could do a show, host the whole goddamn show. It's we'll see time how to you host a cart in a podcast. Woo! Hurt your tummy afterwards? We'll see.
0: We we will see. Um, I I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I'm pretty hot off San Diego Comic Con, so I'm like I'm really really hyped up on comic books, everything. So I'm I feel like I'm ready of all time. Weird vibes that Does are coming off of you. I. I there are always weird vibes coming off of me and well, these are sure. these are the new like radioactive vibes that are coming. Yes. Also, also, I can see the stink lines yes.
1: every every sentence Caitlin says. Yeah? Like it's a dead arm to both me and Mike. Like she just keeps giving us dead arms. Like that <laughs> rhino punch, you know? Like why does she keep doing that? It fucking
0: hurts. It's just my big muscles. They're <laughs> so big. They're so big. I have to flex. Well, you were a
2: gymnast. You're the most athletic of all of us.
0: I was a a gymnast, um, but I was actually flexing my nerd muscles, and that's why you're getting punched with. They're huge.
2: That's why it doesn't actually hurt
0: that much. That's why it doesn't hurt. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the Umbrella Academy. And that finale, which was wild. We're also going to be talking about Harley Quinn, which is back, and Riverdale as well. But right now, I think we should jump into the Shushies. Nope. Yep. And we're here in the Shushies. And Ryan, you have to tell me about the best villain. I have to tell you. You! I am here to tell you that you have to tell me about the best villain, Shushies. Well, Mike, it's, it's been
1: like a decade of these things so like what mm-hmm. does best villain mean to you like before I give off the nominees right what does it take to win this award
2: what it takes to win I think you have to be uh, a little humanized you can't be a snidely whiplash mustache twirler <laughs> there, there has to be some sort of vulnerability some sort of motivation that, that we as the audience understand and are compelled by
1: that makes sense alright are we ready for the I don't even have like people who are not nominated here we go for the nominees Whew. Mike, I'm sending this to you first. It's August Augie Smith from the show Peacemaker.
2: Oh, okay. I'm so glad you said the show name because I was like, I don't know who that little (laughs) kid is. That is definitely a kid's name from the 1800s. But this is Peacemaker's dad. Mm -hmm. He is the head of the Nazi clan. And here's where I'm instantly... What I just said is bunk, because I don't think he is very humanized, but I think he's a great villain because he is so monstrous. Mm -hmm. Snidely Whiplash was never a threat. So you have to be an actual threat and a monster or humanized. And what a despicable, very grounded, very real kind of person that we see in this day and age in this comic book television show. And
1: the scariest thing of all time, which is like, oh, white supremacist, like we all have, with a basement, a time changing basement where he can go get in his uniform
2: and his super helmets. And yeah and his uniform and
0: he is, yeah. I feel like one of the most real, like mm-hmm. less like comic booky heroes or s- villains and more of like, I could find this guy on my street mm-hmm. and it's scary. And yeah, that's like, sure. That's why I...
2: this guy <laughs> attacked the Capitol a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and
0: a that's why he's scary yeah. and he a villain certified.
1: All right, Mike, uh, tell me about this one. This one is less, real in our lives but uh tell me about him anyway it's Eclipso from Stargirl
2: Eclipso he's he's a manifestation of evil right it's like he's an evil genie almost but he makes you wish for the bad things and he he tries to pull out and tease the evil in everybody and that's part of what makes him scary is uh we all have darkness in us and he wins if you try to kill him that's a bad kind of villain because he makes you want to kill him and then you will win. And he often looks like a little twerp kid you want to strangle.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. just like with the ears and the... And also, it's like the Hulk gets stronger. When Hulk gets bad. Hulk gets stronger.
2: Well, come on. That's not fair. hmm Yeah, when you get angrier, he gets stronger.
1: Caitlin, the next nominee is... Even though we've had a movie uh, title released called Avengers The King Dynasty... I will call him He Who Remains.
0: Mm. That's
1: the third nominee.
0: From Loki, yeah. Um, I think he's more of a villain because we really don't know everything that he's capable of. We have, like, scratched the surface of what he can do, and it's terrifying already because he's, like, controlling timelines, and he's broken everything, essentially. So what to becomes of Kang? What will he bring? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm scared now. So he's
2: uh, announcing the 1940s <laughs> he yeah, serial know what? Well, version well, he of knew. Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. <laughs> he only had one scene this year,
1: but yeah. it was a big one. And is it the fact that like it's not the whole Doctor Doom thing of like I will kill you, but he's like I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm right. having fun here.
0: Well, so we saw all the scary things that you know he did. And then to see him finally in, like, I think, what, the last episode we saw him? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he did all this. So, I mean, we didn't see him, but we've seen what he's done.
2: Right. He's pulling the strings behind everybody who thought they had agency for the Mm -hmm. whole series. They found out they were just playing to his tune. He's puppet master. Fiddler. Fiddler. All right, Mike. Next
1: one is Homelander.
2: I mean, I don't want to say... It's his game to lose, but it's his game to lose. He's another one of, this guy exists. A bunch of fucking idiots thought he would be a good president. He's really a whiny little person who wants to be strong, but is not at all. And the level of... Augie knows why people think he's bad. Homelander disagrees. Homelander is so short, and Tony Stark puts so much... It's hard to, Anthony Starr, because I'm not saying Tony Stark here. That name confuses me. He's such a good actor, and I bet he's a nice guy. I bet he has to be the nicest guy on set, because he's such a fucking prick in this show. This is what I thought about
1: um, Lisa Kudrow in the comeback.
2: Yeah. I don't want to see that. (laughs) She
1: can't say anything because of the role that she is playing.
2: Right.
0: I literally can't even watch interviews of him and not think of Homelander, because he's just... Scary and real, and I hate this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's too good at it.
2: His level of mania and, and strength is such that he'll... Twi- he'll is eye twitch in a certain way, and you'll see people back up. Because like it takes that little of his action to scare you.
1: And then finally, Caitlin, the fifth nominee is from What If It's Strange Supreme.
0: Oh, we have the dark. Str- he's the one that has like all of these like zombies and everything behind him, right? He's the bad strange. He's bad. Yeah, he
2: like sucks the demon energy out of He's There's like that- I need to get one of 17 montages in his episode. Yeah. It
0: was all. It's like, "Ah, yes, he basically took everything and he was bad." Um yeah, he's just a classic I feel like he's a classic villain where it's like I mean, with most of these guys, it's like this is real. This could happen in real life with Doctor Strange. I mean, I guess you could you can raise a bunch of demons and p- have them become part of you, and and you know take up old strangers and just to save your wife, just get some strange to save your wife. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my excuse. Yeah, but
2: the I think what you nailed on at the end, Caitlin, is what grounds him is that he thinks he's justified because he's trying to save yeah. the love of his life. So he will do and say anything in an effort to do that.
1: That's villainous, Mike. I think that's yes. what we've That's cause. That, that's uh, villainous.
0: That's what you said in the beginning, Mike. And he did cause,
1: it. Cause is basically a different way of saying chaos.
0: Oh. <gasps> so Caitlyn's a villain. Uh, oh, yeah. For maybe. sure. Maybe
1: I would say definitely.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yes, say so. All right. Your nominees
1: are August, Augie Smith from Peacemaker, Eclipso from Stargirl, He Who Remains. Can we call him Kang now? Or...
0: I think we do King. No, yeah,
1: okay. Uh, from Loki, Homelander from The Boys, and Strange Supreme from What If? Where I think we, we rounded up thinking? some
0: scary guys.
1: No, these are some terrible people.
0: Hey
2: guys, what do you call it when you <laughs> fuck a person you don't know in the Taco Bell bathroom? What? Getting some Strange Supreme. <laughs> oh, Jesus
1: Christ! Your, your winner like is Homelander. The winner <laughs> I would is... never
2: say that on the
0: Cassie show. <laughs> She she would send you she would send you to uh be part of Doctor Strange.
1: Your <laughs> winner is Homelander, but ultimately your uh winner of Best Villain is Mike for the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the filth that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> Not only was that disgusting that uh you would ever do God's act of sex in a Taco Bell bathroom, but then you would also throw on top of there the hackiest joke of all time. Mm. You're just Uh, jealous
2: you didn't say it first. (laughs) Does
1: that make me the worst villain? Yep. Jealousy, man.
2: Hey, jealousy.
0: I think now we need to talk about a website.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Good good
2: hosting. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who who has a website, do you think? Caitlin, you were talking about a website before.
0: (laughs) Oh,
3: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) That's villainous.
0: <laughs> Mike does win the worst villain. And for that reason, Mike, I thought you were talking about a website, actually. It was crazy. It's crazy that you bring it to me. You said that it was the best website of all time. I it heard that. everything.
2: It is going to change everything. Yep. It really will.
0: Tell us it's, all about it. Okay.
2: So you know how everybody's talking about the metaverse? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is the exact opposite of that and it's what people actually want.
0: What? Is it real life?
2: It's called (laughs) reallife.com. Okay. What it is, I have secreted cameras all across the world. And reallife.com, you show up, you log into your password, and you pay every time you log into me. And it just takes you to a random one of those cameras. You have no control. So you could be like, oh, look at that fox mommy taking care of her foxes. And you could be like, oh, look at that Russian prisoner taking a fat dump in a Russian gulag. You'll never know what you're going to see. Reallife.com bringing
0: Is you... it just Pornhub? No,
2: it's not Pornhub. <laughs> it's not... Ew. And you it's just not, said dumping. trying to get... No, I, yeah. But I looked up fox
1: dumping on <laughs> Pornhub yesterday, and it was there.
2: But this is not a fox dumping. The fox mama is taking care of her little babies. Oh, okay. All right, and well. it could be look at three chuds recording a podcast commercial about a website. Like I it, feel you'll like you'll
1: never know prove that you are the ultimate villain out of it's all it's of the
2: closer people. to chat roulette than PortHub, <laughs> but nobody knows you're there watching because these cameras are micro size and they are everywhere. Jesus, real life dot com. But it, I mean, it's going to take a lot of bandwidth, a lot of effort. A lot of people are going to try to hack this all the time. I don't know if I could do it on my own.
1: All right, now do the. Uh cybersprout.net commercial after that.
2: Oh, I don't know if I can do it on my own. Well, Mike, have I got something for you, my (laughs) friends at cybersprout.net. Do you want to learn to do it yourself or do you want them to help you? It doesn't matter. They offer both options. They are well-versed in digital strategy and elegant design, combining the two masterfully for your great website idea, reallife.com. They're going to work hand in hand with you, focusing on collaboration and goal-driven design. They make tweaking your business's <laughs> website a breeze. With easy-to-edit fields, custom templates, and drag-and-drop tools, you have the power to keep your site current. Cybersprout.net, your partners for a digital tomorrow. We have turned
0: from Mike, to, to, from villain to robot. I'm so glad this turn that you've made. I think Cybersprout is all to thank for that and for everyone's website as well uh i think it's time for us to go and talk about the umbrella academy in the main event on the third season finale of the umbrella academy the remaining umbrellas and sparrows are trying to figure out what's up with this janky ass hotel they're in they're also trying to figure out if they can trust their dad they can't trust allison maybe and trust that giant samurai statues won't attack them Never trust that. Meanwhile, Klaus and Luther are in Klaus's afterlife and will have to hustle in order to help their family not die. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did the smaller scale ending, at least compared to the first two season, work for you? Exchanging giant armies and earth shattering time traveling for character moments. Indubitably.
2: The thing this show has done right since the beginning is the character moments. And I was hoping that Mike would
1: say indubitably about something tonight, <laughs> and he did it.
0: I did it. Do you have to that little wrapped scallion, but
1: Mike, like, like uh, we've already been through Avengers Infinity War
2: and Avengers uh-huh.
1: Endgame. Can you go backwards? Can you just have a season finale that's like a little bit lighter on the whole Earth shattering shit?
2: Well, well, the Earth shattered the last two episodes, so now they're just dealing with the aftermath of Earth shattering. So yeah, and like. The minute Reggie is splitting them all up, you're like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that!" Knowing they're gonna do it, uh, the putting in the who can trust who, and you don't know anybody's motivations, and will these two crazy kids, Lila and Diego, be able to have a baby? Like, at this point, we've had three seasons that we know that they are all dumb enough and petty enough to get distracted from saving the world, and that's why it works.
1: What is is this show still after three seasons? Right, three. Three
0: seasons, yes. About the
1: power of the dad? Fucking, why is the power of the dad so powerful? Daddy issues, which is really
0: the issue that all of us deal with.
1: So wait, you're trying to fuck me over every step Mm -hmm. of your way. But you're my dad, right? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool.
0: But I think that's so accurate
2: because it's a different kid every time. Yes. Before the show started, it was Luther who still fell for it. This time it's Cosmo. like, no, but this dad is different. And different characters, at different times. you'd Be like, but he's kind of the same, though, right? Like, mm-hmm.
0: and it's not. He appears just that- to still
1: be Reginald Hargreaves.
0: <laughs> did okay, but did he fool you at all this season? At that, he'd maybe be a little bit different.
2: A couple episodes in it, uh, ago, when there was the Klaus Reginald, uh, we're finally playing catch. Klaus is dying. <montage> beautiful, love it <laughs> because <laughs> it's my favorite. This is the way Reginald would play catch with a kid. But I bought it, and like he said, like. His motivational speech to Klaus in that episode, he's like, don't be afraid of the person the other me wanted to stop you from being. Like, he knew what actually good thing to say to the kids to make them grow and blossom in a way the other Reginald never did. But it turned out it was always to get them mm-hmm. as powerful as he needed them to be in that moment.
0: He's almost more evil than the other Hargrave because he knew what to say. Right. It, like, he mind fucked every single one of them cuz they knows all had to
2: give him a hug. Yeah. That hug will Woo. fucking you'll you'll hold on to that hug if you're an abused kid for years.
0: Yeah. But good dad so Diego. My god. Diego and Lila. I love them this whole <laughs> episode. I was like uh, I'm Caitlin living have for it. Oh no. What, that Lila ate sushi at the beginning? That Lila ate sushi. <laughs> I was she's I was pregnant like, and she's eating raw fish. Why is Diego letting her do this? Why is Lila he doesn't doing this? No. He's never been with I a pregnant person before.
2: Lila not giving a shit. She comes from a country where they still drink wine throughout their pregnancy. And uh Diego not knowing because he's a dumb dumb.
1: I swear to God, you could you know exactly where I'm at in my life, where I ignored everything about this episode. And I was like, she cannot eat sushi <laughs>
2: right now. I That's down, wrong. This will bother Ryan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was thinking the same thing but aside from the sushi eating i love their whole dynamic that diego and lila have and how it's mm-hmm. like no i'm gonna save you i'm gonna save you no yeah the it's baby. the uh
1: one i think that our family needs this yeah to mm-hmm. learn about the baby and two um not only are you good with knives i'm good with your knives and they just start keep flipping around mm-hmm. and like doing turns and throwing yep. and that's that's romance to me. Even
3: if
2: you're after the end of the world, you don't hide your pregnant wife when she's actually the most powerful of everybody's powers. Because mm-hmm. she has everybody's the powers. The power. The only thing, if I had a complaint, because I don't really, I loved this whole season, is when Lila was a villain, she combined their powers constantly. And, and now that she's a hero, she's like, I guess I'll just use one at a time, right, guys? <laughs> uh, and so she, she definitely, what is it the kids say that, or online? They nerfed her. They- <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I well, yeah,
1: I mean, like that's, that's what happens when the season would be over too quickly if Lila went full Lila. Mm-hmm. You know, did they have to do that?
0: I, I guess. Uh, well, she was great. Uh, Allison, I have hated Allison like this whole season. Yep. I normally like Allison, but she's just been so evil and doesn't have any connection to the world because she can't see Claire. And then this episode, she partners with her papa She's like, Papa won't do me wrong. And then Papa kills Luther and Klaus. Uh, and we don't know what she's partnered with him for until the very end.
1: Did she and- say, and I, like, I haven't watched the whole thing, but did she say Papa won't do me wrong or I don't care how Papa does me wrong as long as I get what I want in the end? Yeah. That's
2: what it's been. Because we we haven't seen their dealings. We saw Blackout Drunk 5 sort of see it. Mm-hmm. Oh. We So it's just been like guesswork in there. But based on how Allison's been, it's... She doesn't care. And her whole... I didn't know he would do that. You're full of shit, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> You're full of goddamn shit. And even at the end, and this is my problem with comic books in general, they do this kind of shit, uh, would not trust Allison ever the way mm-hmm. Victor's like, yeah, I guess I will trust you. Uh, they all, jumping to the very end, they're in, I think, World 1, uh... Because Sloane is not there, so it's, I think there are no sparrows. Though it's kind of a amalgam of Ben. We get both Bens, right? But he's alive. But I think it's the original umbrellas that none of them have powers now. Allison goes to her house. Claire's there, and Ray is there. So Allison had the Cosmic Cube power, right, to rewrite the universe, and she made it so her daughter's real dad doesn't exist because Ray is in that house. Mm-hmm. Allison is still a goddamn villain. I will never like her again. Great That's- actress, interesting character, but awful human. Never a hero.
0: I, the the turn of Allison from being such like a kind character in the very beginning to clout like Victor's like per, like best friend for, mm-hmm. th- from the beginning and then now she's like literally has no feelings and Luther's first love yes Luther yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't talk about and that I part forgot anymore. about that until like the whole rape thing earlier I was like why You're would right. she like and yeah. then I was like oh yeah that's right they had like a thing and okay can we talk about how weird it is that Luther always falls for a sibling. Mm. Like Sloan
2: technically isn't his sibling, uh, they were they didn't all grow up together
0: they were sti- they were raised by the same father, and they were born on the same day in the same occurrence. I feel like they're siblings.
1: once again, I have to say that Caitlin, you do not watch the same type of porn that I do i <laughs> I was surprised to see how close Luther and Sloan were, like they were like they were end game with each other in well, this episode.
2: they're both, and I mean. Both families kind of treat everybody like shit, but they're both often treated like shit and bagged Mm -hmm. on by the rest of the crew. Together, uses a weapon, uses a tool Mm -hmm. that they're like, "Oh, you're the nice one Mm -hmm. in your crew. Let's hold on to each other." Then,
1: what happened to Larry David's daughter?
2: What happened to Larry David's daughter? Use other words.
1: Larry David's daughter was cast as the girl who spit acid at you and made you go through like trips. That's Larry David's daughter.
2: IRL. Wow. Uh, her and Alfonso died early,
0: yeah, uh, they were Harlan, uh, Har- killed them. Harlan killed them, yeah,
1: and Allison did kill Harlan yes. Allison That's did kill Harlan, yes, what
2: Victor went to take a nap, and Allison killed an old man <laughs> uh stole some of his powers, which is why she doesn't have to say I heard a rumor anymore. She can just say words and people do it,
4: yep,
1: getting back um, to Lila, I wanted to ask you guys a question um is uh Elliot What's her character's Elliot Page, Victor. Victor Victor Victor. and Lila standing together saying, let's be together. At least we're not pointing this at each other. We're friends now. And then pointing it at the samurai samurai. or whatever. Is that the most comic book TV shit? Like, Is that the definition of comic book TV dialogue? I
0: I was living in that moment. We're not.
1: (laughs) we, We used to point this at each other. We're not anymore. We're pointing it at the same direction. That's comic book TV to mm-hmm. me. It's serving
2: up. every time two heroes meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
1: I, no, I agree. I, I This is it. Like It's like they figured out comic books in that moment.
0: So, I mean, I love that moment, but we have to talk about the crazy moment where they're in this like, they use all seven of the people that make it into this area to... Resurrect an alien ship. It seems like at the very end, that's why Hargrave needed seven people because he mm. needs seven bodies, which are basically batteries to power this some sort of alien ship to rewrite the universe. But like, I don't it think it's
2: ha- alien. I think this is God's house. But,
0: but do God you think is then is Hargrave like God's little son? Like, do you no, think Hargrave think he, is like he's like he's the Nicolas alien.
1: Cage that figured out the Bible?
0: He's an alien for Shizzle. What does That mean I don't like know.
1: he's a uh, Nicolas Cage and National Treasure figured out the code to the Bible, and then now he's
0: he got right. the lemon juice on the back of the Constitution. Is he's, what he's, saying, he's done obviously. all the research,
2: but he's powerful. But he's not he's not God or a demigod. He's just very powerful and has done. But does does a lot he need research. to
1: put powerful people on each of the stars?
0: Yes. He needs good batteries and That's a regular why he kept person. Saying seven.
1: So the three of us would not make good batteries because we no we worthless. would
2: die right away. Right.
0: What I thought was weird is that he killed off Klaus before he even went in. And Luther, those are two possible batteries that he could have had if a samurai would have taken him out. Like he was really banking on these seven to make it.
2: Right. I, I think it's that both of them, for different reasons, are were too chaotic for him to manip- manipulate. I think at this point he knew how to manipulate everybody who was going in. Mm-hmm. And though I would kill five if I were him, right? Uh, yeah, but for
1: sure, dude.
2: Klaus and Luther. Five is in, too smart. In the story, I think Klaus. Is too uh, heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Like I think he would start seeing things that way because it's too heartfelt, and not into sacrificing his siblings. And that Luther at this point was so anti Reginald that he couldn't trust him and probably beat the living shit out of him.
1: And kill. I would kill Victor too. Like Victor is so it, powerful. Yeah, and like sort of been our, I don't know, like our Nightingale of like when things are in trouble. He's the one who's like, uh, this is unleash Victor, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: He can do it. Well, he ends up using these guys as batteries and then Hargraves is an alien, which is wild. Did you guys expect him to be an alien after? I mean, he did he pull out his like alien arm. There's been a
2: lot of hints through the couple
0: seasons. Yeah,
1: I think we did that part. What I was surprised by <gasps> was the fact that when all seven of his kids <laughs> stepped on the stars, yeah. a uh, Ron Swanson spinny desk... Came out, yeah. So like he could be, he can make sure to do all of his uh, office work, beautiful candy work inside of this spinny desk, where he could like touch everything (laughs) that he needed to. That part I was surprised by.
0: That was I. That I don't know. It was more surprising that when he was cut in half, that he was indeed an alien. I thought he was just smart, but he was alien. Well, we've
2: seen tentacles and spikes from him for a couple seasons. Have we? I guess I I can't remember. I think you just blinked a few times.
0: Probably, (laughs) but I remember. I mean, he killed. Luther with his little tentacles but yeah it was wild and then they end up as Mike said in back that different earth and Claire I thought okay not Claire I thought Allison was like dead because she had everything she wanted
2: no that's why I think she's still evil
0: yeah no, she's still evil that's for sure and she was the only one that didn't heal up hmm she mm. was the only one who didn't heal up because everyone else like lost their powers. And she she still was got that still bloody on her arm, yeah, right unless up. underneath it you know there's a perfectly healed there's nothing under there, but she looked bloodied and beat up still when she went over to see hiding well, I don't player. think she's
1: in her I don't think she's in the real world. I think she's in
0: a made up world that yeah because
1: like her husband, what's his name Ray Ray, Ray would have walked in and been like, "What's up with your arm, dude? yeah, it looks hurt. can I help you all with of that? it
2: seems off, but, so I, because I think she helped rewrite the universe. She was the one who pressed the button at the end, which means... She's like, the Margaret Wanda of it. the universe. Oh. And yeah, so I think she could have been like, nobody's powers, so they'll be happy. I get my husband and my daughter, kill my daughter's dad, and that'll be okay. And nobody will ever question me again. <laughs> like, yeah. so you I think a- she's in the world everybody else is in.
0: Uh, do you think we're going to get something like uh, WandaVision for... The next season, then. Alice in Vision. I, Alice in Vision. I,
2: I could see, not that like people don't know where they are, but like that they don't remember where they were before, except our siblings, and that they are will start fighting. Luther's going to want Sloane, yeah. and we'll do anything to get her back, mm-hmm. and everybody else just like, you don't get to play God, we'll fight against her.
1: I have yeah. to say that I loved Luther, realizing that he doesn't have a gorilla torso, and <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just being like, oh, what am I, normally ripped? I'm just... Perfectly human, ripped.
0: I think that was the most shocking for me. I was like, "Whoa, he's normal <laughs> body." I was like, "This guy's actually kind of hot." Yeah, it was wild.
1: That oh, that makes sense man. to me, Caitlin, uh, based on your type of dudes. I uh, I do have one question for you guys that have watched the entire season: Is number two a piece of shit, two dimensional asshole the entire season? Ben,
2: yes, yes. What,
1: like, there's one point where he brings out his tentacles to help save the day, but yeah. before that, he's like. Uh, I don't. I don't fucking care about anything, and I'm gonna fucking run away. And like, you're stupid, and I'm not stupid.
2: And Sloane calls him out. She says, "People are dying left and right, and you're acting like a sulky teenager." And he his sucked. only response is,
0: "Uh." <laughs> 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 Uh Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was warming up a little bit to Klaus, and if we would have had more time, he would have been a little bit better, but... Mm.
2: I think next season we'll get slight retcon because in the first two seasons, Klaus and Ben, our original Ben, are so tight, and Ben yeah. is funny and laid back and caustic, but not so...
1: Caustic uh, and clever?
2: Yes, and so I think hopefully they'll just be like... Like comics do, be like... Eh, you don't know which Ben it is. He's fine.
0: It's the same.
1: <laughs> uh, four more questions. Uh, one: Do the creators of the show know what trypophobia is? And that the samurai scan with the roaches climbing in and out of the samurai's holes in his face. Does anybody know how awful is, that is to watch?
0: What's tripophobia? Uh, it's the yeah. fear of holes. Like, yeah, it's just uh, holes and things. Yeah.
1: Uh, number two: uh, What is the importance of the post-credit scene? Because that was uh. Ben on oh. a subway.
2: Fuck, I didn't watch I, it. What was it?
0: I saw it starting to play, and then I tried to play it again. The episode, and then it was like you've already Man, watched it, and I was like, I'm not going to rewind through this streaming whole thing.
1: services. Really <laughs> shitty, really yeah. shitty at their job. Yeah, this yeah. pisses me off. Anyway, it's just what Ben. Happened? It's just Ben on a subway, and he like or the actor who plays Ben. I don't yeah. know if it's number two or a different Ben, and he like smiles, and that's it. And I didn't know what oh. that meant. Um, okay. Uh, number three, where is Pogo?
0: Oh, where is Pogo? Is he here or is he? We only go, got go. Like
2: one or two episodes of Biker Pogo, and you decided not to watch. Ryan, you chump! I never
1: four, who is the lady that hold hands holds hands with uh, Hargreaves in the big. Okay,
0: thing? we saw her on the moon as a dead girl on the moon.
2: Yeah, she was. She's Nora Freeze. She's Hargreaves. Nora Freeze. Uh, oh, okay. Everything he has been doing is to save her. That's because... why he sent
0: Luther to the moon in their timeline
2: even though Luther couldn't ever go, he was like blocked off from that part of the moon, but so Luther would be on the moon so nothing else could fuck with her cryogenically frozen body. Uh. Um, so I think we'll get into that more next season because I think there's been hints about it. I think Grace is supposed to sort of look like her. Grace is their robot mom.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, even though I think it was a different actress. So what's so interesting is that what Hargreaves did to get his lady, Luther is now going to do to get Sloan. Allison did to get, so it's Claire. not just daddy issues. It's like, how gross will you be to deal, get one person you love? Yeah,
1: and it, no, it's like uh, blinders. You know, like I will do whatever it takes. I will kill thousands to get right. this one person that I love.
2: I guess, and that makes me question me. Like, I love my wife more than anything else. But you know what I'll do? I don't know. Get remarried in a decade. Ten years. Ten years of wearing
1: you. black, and then marry somebody
0: else. Ten years is a I, long time. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two, two months. Two. two, two months. Oh, let's do two months. Two months. <laughs> I think it's time for us to go into the poll list, guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. And we're back in the poll list. And our first show is Riverdale.
1: In the penultimate episode of the Riverdale season that will forever be known as the season that went supernatural, the Riverdale kids and Percival have their final battle. After failing to negotiate with Percival, the gang has no choice but to figure out a way to make him vulnerable and kill him. I can't remember how they did it, because I watched it a week ago, but it was probably crazy. The battle ends with each cast member getting to punch the shit out of Percival in the face before cutting to an even more real reality where everyone has stabbed Percival. Wow. Taste buds, I ask you this. When it comes to Percival Pickens, or you know what? When it comes to me, would you rather punch in the face or stab?
0: Ooh, that's a hard one. Where do we get to stab you? Whatever you want. Stab. I think I'm, a, I'm with the stabbing, too. That you sounds fun.
1: Punch, like, you get over a punch pretty quick. Like, it hurts, yeah. but, like, it's over. Also... also You're right at the urethra. Oh!
3: oh.
0: I was... <laughs> I was going to try to stab his butt, so we can go, you know... Yeah. But got, front, I got that in the butt? Up the butt. Not, not up the butt. I wasn't going to be that cruel. I was going to do, like, butt cheek. Because if you... You're going the cob your ass. <laughs> if you... <laughs>
1: If you stab me up the butt, that pops Mike's reef for a knife right out <laughs> oh, no. of the
0: Oh, no. I do like, uh, Mike, you brought up something really good. It is the corn on the cob. Put in one on each side. Can we work together? Are you down? And then we just really? That's roll them
2: over a giant thing of butter.
0: Love that. Love and that.
1: Twist <laughs> me around at my middle.
0: Yeah.
2: At your butt and Butt hole. sides.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. Ooh. a lot of people don't know this but I have a six foot torso and a two foot leg so that's gonna be awkward you <laughs> got a
2: six foot torso and a two foot leg
1: um so Percival they finally figure out how to get him to die and they all stab him and when he wakes up in the is reality that his weakness stabbing stabbing Sorry. when they uh <laughs> get him in the reality that is actually in he looks around the diner and every cast member of Riverdale is standing there with a bloody knife and just licking it and looking at him this show is changed. It's a weird show.
2: So how many realities do you think there were?
1: Uh, I'm going to say six or seven, but I feel like that he is actually done. But there's one more episode. But there's one more episode because right when he was about to die, he was like, Comet that's about to hit the earth.
2: Oh, Bailey's Comet.
1: Bailey's Comet. Uh, you're about to miss the earth. You know what? Don't. don't Bailey's Comet, earth. not Haley's Comet. And
2: then he sends it right to the earth. Goddamn. Right to Riverdale. Goddamn. Right. To- what if it is a 30 second finale and the show is done?
1: That would be so amazing in so many Bold. ways. We could me. only hope. That would be awesome. Uh,
0: well, I feel like with Riverdale, we sometimes we get excited and sometimes it's like, this is too much. At this point, this episode seems like, just from what you're saying, Ryan, it was a little bit too much.
1: Uh, no, this was the perfect amount. Really? This was. I okay. wish Mike had watched this episode uh, instead of last week's. It wow. was so, so good.
2: Are the three executed folks still executed in this episode? No. Uh, Percival <laughs> returned the corpses,
1: but without their heads. Wow. And so the gang had to go back and steal their heads because you can't revive a corpse, Mike, without having the head attached. So they got the heads back, and now though, all three of those people are totally fine. That's
2: that's Who great. revived them? Did Sabrina Spellman come back? No. it's uh, Percival, right?
0: Cheryl Blossom is capable of all this. Yeah. Oh, man. It's our, our you know, hometown witch. Beautiful um uh, Ryan do you have a moment of the week?
1: A moment of the week. Um the uh the gang the serpents attack their rival gang. Um and the ghoulies. The the <laughs> ghoulies think that uh, they're ready for this attack but they're not and Tori comes in and the gang leader that she's attacking is up on the balcony and she's like kill them and she's like hell no you won't and then goes like this with her arms real quick. Then it
2: Describe cut, your arms, because nobody can see your just arms. throws, <laughs> Just throws
1: two gangly arms real quick. Beautiful. And then it cuts to uh, the gang leader, and two ninja stars hit her right in the face. Oh, <laughs> nice. and she dies.
0: So good. Love that.
1: Where are the ninja stars on our shows?
0: We need more ninja stars. You're right. I feel I'll like those, were, a those were really or. big in like the 90s and early 2000s. And we haven't seen any ninja Nunchucks. stars.
1: Ninja stars. We need more. We need just,
0: just bring back the Ninja Turtles. That's all we need. Uh, Riverdale is Sundays on the CW. Up next is Harley Quinn. On season three, episode one, Harley is taking Ivy on her eat, bang, kill tour, which takes a turn in tone when they stop in Eden, which is a plantopia that Ivy created. It's here that Ivy discovers she wants to try to terraform the Earth again and sets the team on their new mission. Episode 2 shows Ivy trying to lead the team to get the Eden Serum, which she ultimately messes up. In an attempt to build team camaraderie, Harley signs them up for an escape room, which happens to be a real-life escape room. Uh, Taste Buds, I ask you this. How excited have you been for Harley Quinn to be back?
1: So excited. So excited so excited
0: i love this show and that's all i remember watching these episodes. i was like every single two seconds i was like man this show's good i love this show
1: i have a bit of analysis that i would like to talk to you two about okay but for the most part i would be like the show fucking rules yeah i uh, laughed my butt off yeah had to rewind multiple times because my wife has a louder laugh uh, and could not hear a lot of it
0: i rewound three times because I was just like, this is so fucking funny. I missed something and I need to hear it. Do
2: you remember what moments?
0: Uh, Nope. Okay, cannot.
2: That's fine. Because, yeah, they're a mile a minute. Yeah, it is 30 rock level like uh, in speed of comedy with just the deepest bench of knowledge of
0: oh, DC comics. I remember one of them. It was Ratman. That was, that got me. Did you, Ratman, there was just all of a sudden, I don't oh, know, yeah. I literally cannot tell you, after watching it twice, cannot tell you why, a rat shadowed a bunch of babies, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden there was a rat that was basically Batman's mom and Batman's dad the, that got murdered, and then yes. the funniest Ratman part of with the, the pearls. The,
1: of the two episodes, <laughs> the thing that rocked my house to its core was one of Gordon's lieutenants is going Parks and Rec like town hall on him and saying, "Here's why the city sucks." At one point, she says, "Children driving buses." <laughs> Which, that fucking that that destroyed me. But also, uh, pregnant rats on every street <laughs> corner. <laughs>
2: And then it's like fifteen minutes later that we see everything she said. This is what it's all coming true. Ate up city,
1: (laughs) told her Caitlin, do not ask me what my moment of the week was later because children driving buses. That's my answer for all of it forever. But then also pregnant rats uh, on every street corner giving birth. (laughs) Of course, now there's going to be pregnant rats with babies who then. Uh, is this character gonna be in episode nine of God. Harley Quinn oh, fighting crime?
0: I you know okay so we we meet like the whole Bat crew and we, Batman, Robin's here, baby Robin. I mean Bat Bat Girl, and then we have Nightwing, and, and then the no, French you guy you
2: forgot about yeah, Alfreds. I didn't know. I didn't know that was Alfred the macaroni. The, al- the, the macaroni, al- macaroni <laughs> is Alfred. That <laughs> is that is a quick bit from season two. That's I right. That's Batman's right. bat is back is broken there's like yeah some guy the macaroni is taking it. and then a few episodes later you find out it's been alfred god,
0: comes out that's on his right. what is
1: it what is the bike called
0: mike penny the penny farthing. Bike. god it's so good and that nightwing has to ride it with him. so we know that Ratman is eventually going to join this crew then right? absolutely so. god he's going to give everyone rabies i mean caitlin if
1: we're talking about a show where children are driving buses, <laughs>
0: driving buses uh, God, and in this
2: episode is uh so psycho has gone full psycho and really brings King Shark and Clayface to their full potential. And Harley gets so mad that Clayface could actually be uh, hurtful. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that this episode? I'm going to about the right episode, but I've been watching a lot of Harley Quinn this week. I want to make sure I'm on the right I ones. don't think that uh, was yeah, I don't think Oh, that's, that's last <laughs> season. I'm sorry. I watched like 18 episodes of Harley Quinn this week.
0: This one is where King that. Shark and Clayface are both in jail. And they call Harley yes. to take her out of um To ruin the Ivy's- eat munch- Pray tour eat much pray tour, yeah eat kill, bang. <laughs> not eat eat bang, play, what is it eat, eat bang, kill, kill. bang kill, eat bang, kill <laughs>
1: um, I did want to point something out it like these two episodes were nearly perfect, right, like one the week, the whole thing everything about them is the uh, moment of the week, but I didn't miss Tony Hale and Jason Alexander. they have been sort of mm. exercised from the cast, and I'm glad because who think, are they? They were um psycho the guy the little guy with the Oh green
0: head. yeah, okay. And,
1: and then, then also the older landlord with the in the wheelchair. Oh,
0: I gotcha.
2: Cyborg man.
1: Cyborg, Cyborg man. man. And they just screamed all the time. And I'm too old for that. I oh, can't take man. the screaming anymore. And I like this four of or this five, honestly, cuz Frank the plant mm-hmm. plus poison uh plus ivy plus Harley plus Clayface shark shark plus Clay. shark. Yeah. That's they got rid of like the as much as I love uh, Tony Hale and Jason Alexander. Too much screaming. I like these five.
0: I I think they'll be good coming back in like every once in a while. Like we get a little cameo. Personally, love King Shark and Clayface are my favorite. Yes. And the plant like they they Golden. pick my top three for sure. Um, and I I saw King Shark. He had like a bruised eye. Yeah, I'm, it actually hurt me to see King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> hurt. I was like, and he
1: was dream. like, Hey Harley, when you have time, come and get us. God, but, like it doesn't matter that much, but my, like
0: beautiful big soft boy who's a king shark uh it just hurt me but also i'm so glad that that you know that harley went and saved him also harley and ivy's relationship harley's just like doing whatever ivy wants and sacrificing her own happiness just to be like ivy let's grow Uh, plants i want to be in your plant world um i think not at first not at first at first she's like it's all in good like she's like I want to. She's do
2: ignoring you- everything Ivy wants at first, yeah. And then it goes to ham. the wh- The whole show is going to be like so many shows is like the person who thinks they're doing what is right is not. And yeah. Harley's always been a villain, but she thinks she knows wh- how to take care of people she loves. Yeah. And I think this season is going to be like, no, you fucking don't. Love yeah. does not solve everything. Yeah.
1: And Ivy is like at the end of the second episode, Ivy's like, uh, no, I want to be alone, alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without you, Harley. Mm-hmm. And Harley turns around to walk away, and it's not like. Full of tears, it's like back to angry, like right. uh, eyebrows down. I'm back to crazy Harley.
0: Mm-hmm. It's um, that's the end of this episode. Is that what it was? <laughs> I uh,
1: I did want to talk to you guys about one more thing. Is that like poison ivy? I don't think is totally there. Poison ivy, I think goes a little bit too much to the well of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like I'm trying to be a real villain, but I just can't be. You know, like I think that Harley is one of the best written characters on TV.
0: I think they even joke with that, with Ivy, how like she's not as villainous as everyone else. I think they made some sort of comment about that, which, yeah. I mean, uh, Ivy's just super smart and loves playing. Yeah, Amanda
2: Waller was like, when's the last time she did anything villainous? Yeah, yeah. But
0: the,
1: the, the whole mixture of Ivy being like half Harley, half JD from Scrubs, is that getting to
0: you guys? <laughs> like, are you noticing that? No. No? I, okay. I kind of just like the Harley-Ivy you know, I, I think today. she is.
2: she's not as strong and well-defined as the rest of the core cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's if they're smart, and I kind of think the show is, it'll keep growing. Like, how uncomfortable she was being the boss, and now she doesn't know what she is and what she wants. If this season is an identity crisis and not Poison Ivy figuring out who she is, that'll echo Harley's journey in season one. Mm-hmm. And if it's well handled, it could be awesome.
1: That makes sense. I did read an article today that said uh, that this show will never bring Joker and Harley Quinn back together. I love that. It's Harley and uh, Poison Ivy until the day it's canceled.
0: I heard, yeah, I heard that they're not going to be breaking up Ivy. Good and Harley, yeah, which I love that. But also, why you gotta spoil that for me?
1: I know, that sucks. Why
0: you gotta
2: <laughs>
1: spoil it? is played by Alan Tudyk, Pop Filter Hall of Famer. But if we can keep Joker out of one fucking thing I watch, yeah. that would be awesome. Pretty cool. Do you cool. know who else
2: is played by Alan Tudyk, Ryan? Clayface. So you're gonna what? stick with oh, him. Okay. So we still got him. That's good.
0: <laughs> fucking Clayface. Can't we talk about James Gunn? Oh, James Gunn was in <laughs> there. <laughs> fucking James. I... I I thought, this is another time when I rewound, because I didn't think he actually said James Gunn. I was like, they can't say James Gunn. They can't. <laughs> no. A and then they said it again. I was like, okay, that weird pool. And then all of a sudden, James Gunn is there directing a movie, yeah. and then Clayface is now his chair. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you could tell, James Gunn really wanted to sit right on Clayface's mm-hmm. face.
0: Yes. Of course he did. Um, I love that. And then we have Dick Grayson, who joins our brooding- Our brooding. <laughs> Do you
1: guys recognize this voice? No. Uh, this is uh, sh- uh, the intern from what we do in the shadows. Guillermo, Guillermo, what? Guillermo was nice. his voice.
0: No way! Oh. Fuck, I love and him. Harvey something. Harvey,
1: name. yeah, Harvey something. And Nightwing is a fucking
0: uh,
1: Robin. I thought that uh, uh, Batman's son would be the little bitch, but no, Nightwing <laughs> uh, is the little God. bitch in the show.
0: I I love. I love this because, I mean, Batman and all the Batman people are just brooding little bitches. And the fact that they're like, yes, they are. And that you're showing them like that. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. I don't and know why I love it so much.
1: Harley and Batgirl at the escape room just being like, right? I These
2: these people need to come out of their shell. Yeah. I'm excited to see their friendship. Man. Yeah.
0: I want to see more of that as well. It's beautiful. Uh, God, I could talk about I could talk about this forever, but I think we should go to Moments of the Week.
1: Yeah. Sure. I'll do it. You'll do it. Okay. Uh, I think it was just kicking the queen out of a invisible plane. Like, Ta-ha. that queen needs to go, and they did it. Also, I don't know if that's going to save them from getting all of the missiles from the, the RAF.
2: Well, maybe they're, <laughs> all those planes in their head will follow the queen.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's probably what's going to happen. shoot her
1: with missiles. And yeah. shoot her with missiles to save her.
0: For the tea. Uh Ryan?
1: That's, that was my moment. Was oh, Ryan. I'm
0: sorry. Mike. <laughs> I'm Mike. <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, nice to meet you. There's a whole side plot of
2: Bane. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's, one, just that voice. You laugh the, uh, every time he comes out. Him being depressed and his saying, uh, perhaps my identity has been stolen <laughs> by myself. <laughs> uh, and the Nightwing falling oh. off the helicopter oh. at the end. Nightwing trying to look cool at the end on the helicopter and slipping and falling. Just as much as like if you try to look cool, you're going to fail.
0: I, anytime Bane comes out, I love it so much. Bane living
1: a normal life in that I don't have the money for this stuff, these yes. groceries. Don't. So it will all go back to the next grocery person, and that's Calendar Man. Yep. Whoa. Is
0: it going to blow up Valentine's Day? <laughs> that mine is
3: so
0: good. <laughs> uh, this, it's for my mode of the movie. Harley week. Quinn. Yeah. yeah yep. Yep. For my moment of the week, I, there's a fairy beginning Superman. They sneak into his cave and uh, they're watching porn and HBO apparently. And he's like, did you sign up for HBO? I already used my free trial. <laughs> fucking died. I fucking died. I was like, that's the most evil thing you could do. Just, just buy fucking... It was great. Also,
2: we watched... Did you guys watch porn of yourselves?
0: N- sure. No, I don't
3: Of think each so. other? Yes. Uh, no, no, like,
2: Hive vee are watching a Porn parody of their relationship. Yes. yes. If somebody made a porn parody of your current relationship, would you watch it?
0: Yes. How
1: would I not watch that?
0: I. Yes. You know what? I said no, but for research, you're curious. <laughs> you gotta know. Like, what? Like, gotta know.
1: What if they have better moves? I can't
0: believe that's the mind. Not what, I just think what they're gonna say. I don't know.
1: The mind gymnastics I made where I was like, oh my God, that's, that's hardly going down on Ivy. This is crazy that I'm watching this. And then found out that it was a porn movie that they were watching. But I still watched that. That
0: was still
2: on the show,
0: though. That's how it opened. Episode one, scene one, porn. Which is hand going to crotch. It was
2: graphic for not showing anything. Yeah, It was
0: very graphic. Um, And uh, Harley Quinn is going to be on HBO Max. Up next, Ryan, I heard you got to talk to some really cool people. I did.
1: I talked to Tiana and Joe from the Next Door Villain podcast, and I have heard, Mike, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that this is the best podcast about fictional villains. I'm sure it's very good. Uh-huh.
2: I cannot attest to that because last week, as we all know, I talked to Justin Russell from Tomes of Evil, a podcast all about villains.
1: Oh, you know what's so <laughs> weird about that, Mike, is that this week I talked to Joe and Tiana from Next Door Villain podcast, and that's the premiere podcast about villains. That-
2: That is a great podcast about villains. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should choose sides. I don't don't know why you had to bring it up at all.
0: I think there's only one person that can choose a side, and that is our listener. And they should choose right now when they listen to this podcast segment.
1: I am here with Tiana and Joe of the Next Door Villain Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here today.
4: Thank you for for having us.
1: Let's get into... I want to talk about the podcast first. Uh, Tiana, why don't you tell me... like, Pitch me the... Pretend that I'm a big-time Hollywood podcast producer. Um, Oh, my gosh. Those billionaires (laughs) who are always on the outlook to give podcasters money. Pretend I'm one of those. Uh, Pitch your show to me.
5: All right. Well, you should totally invest in us because we are evil in all the good ways. We talk about fictional villains in TV shows and movies. Um, But not only talk about them, we actually really take a deep dive and empathize with them and try to understand them and also see how we relate to those fictional villains. So if you can relate to fictional villains in TV and movies, um, then you might have a better chance at understanding villains in your own life.
1: Oh, okay. I I could actually use a lot of help with the villains in my real life. Um, (laughs) I can't believe how many
4: I have. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the idea is that I think sort of the highbrow concept, even though it mostly just evolves into fun, is that empathy is a skill mm-hmm. and that fictional villains sort of give us uh, low stakes people to practice that skill of empathy, empathy on so that we can then take that into the real world and apply it to the villains we know.
1: Okay. Low stakes. Like if it turns out that you can't do it, that's okay. They're fictional. But maybe that's you right. can try again with the next TV show or movie exactly yeah, yeah exactly so why where did this idea come from like did you guys know each other how did you guys know each other before the show started and what clicked when you were like we should talk about bad guys
4: so i i think the origins of the podcast was on election night 2016 oh the creation um, of
1: a totally different bad guy <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think I was crying in my bed, and I had I had sort of like been playing with the idea of starting a podcast, and then that idea of empathy just like popped into my head that I was like, there are so many people in this world that I do not understand mm-hmm. at all. Seventy billion um, or so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, approximately. <laughs> um, and and so I just I wanted to play with that idea of empathy, and I I like, enjoy talking about um, with film and television and literature and whatnot. Um, and, but at the time I thought it was the podcast I was going to do by myself. And so I was playing around with that for a long time and I just couldn't figure out how to do it alone. And I realized that I am like a sort of a very analytical person. I like am someone who goes in with uh, kind of a strict plan. Um, I am not very sort of emotionally empathetic, but I am very logical. And Tiana sort of popped into my mind as someone who can bring the more emotional, whimsical aspect to the podcast. And I thought she'd be a good balance for me. We we went to college together and we both did uh competitive speech. So that that's how we know each other.
5: And I was also telling Ryan uh before we started recording too that. Uh, we, we haven't actually seen each other or bit in person (laughs) since the year 2016. Um, so we like started this podcast separately when I was living in Washington state and you were living all the way in Maine, which I think is a testament to our commitment. I think, um, (laughs) like we haven't, we, we can't even do this, you know, in person, but you know, we're in, we're in it because we're doing it even when we're not in person. That, but, and
1: I talked to a lot of podcasters during the pandemic about, you know, st- it's a weird position for a podcaster to be in. You know, the same that one that you guys were in even before the pandemic, of figuring out a way to still have these relationships with people because of Zoom and the microphones and, you know, making your show. Um, so, I mean, let's be honest. I don't know how tight you guys were in college, but odds are, over seven years, you guys probably would have grown apart, right? That's sort of how college, most college relationships work. But potentially because of the show, you guys are now tight as ever.
4: We probably would not have talked without the podcast. To be, to be totally honest,
1: yeah, I mean it, that's true. It creates a, an appointment hangout for mm-hmm. you know the people that you love the most. That's why I like podcasting. One of yeah. the many reasons I like podcasting.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was also. It was. I think it's. It was cool. To, to have the podcast before podcasting became uh, so cool during the pandemic.
1: <laughs> so cool. Yeah. All of those billionaires out there trying to give us money. It's honestly, I have to like turn my phone off because so many people are calling now that podcast. Yeah.
4: Same, we have the same problem. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um Has there ever been a villain where you guys were like, um, I can't do it with this one. Either you realize that in the recording or before recording, you cancel the show and like, I can't, we can't empathize with this villain.
5: I would say uh, probably Jafar, which is weird because he's like a cartoon. So you're like, oh, there's got to be some kind of childlike, whimsical way that you can like him, <laughs> you know? <It's> just <laughs> oh, kid. he's funny. He's he's cool looking. He has a cool outfit on. I guess there's those things, but he's just, yeah, he's just a dick. He, he like enslaved Jasmine and <laughs> or something. And I was like... I think it's been a very long time since we recorded that episode, but I do very vaguely remember being like, we we don't got much on Jafar. (laughs) Just like, yeah, Uh,
4: this is going to be like a four minute episode guys. Uh, (laughs) I'm just scrolling through our episodes to try to remember Um, the, the one that I feel like I remember getting angry about was the phantom from the phantom of the opera. Okay. First of all because I I'm not a huge phantom of the opera fan to begin with um and and not that he has done anything particularly like especially worse than um a lot of other villains that we've covered like he's not like conquered the world or anything he's just terrorizing a opera house um but I think what got me so worked up about him was that he is sort of preying on this like young woman um, and that he knows he has this, uh, relationship with her that is, he he's smart enough to know what he's doing is wrong. Um, and yet he's still doing it and he's supposed to be this like genius and he's choosing to use it in such like a terrible way. And it's a small thing, but it's like a big thing for this woman who has no path to success in life, except through these terrible men who are around her. So the the phantom really worked me up, even though he's not like destroying the world and killing millions of people.
1: Yeah. And everything that he does is also, he's doing it while singing. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you know a lot about geniuses, especially musicians, but this is sort of how they all roll. Uh, Most of them (laughs) are picking victims just to torture because they can, because they're geniuses.
4: Well, and that might be what bothers me about him is that he feels sort of real. Yeah. Um, Like, we we know a lot of those people in the real world. Yeah. Do you guys... When you guys... um,
1: Now, let's say, you know, you're going to a movie, whatever it is, whether it's something super nerdy or something not, you're not covering this for the podcast, but when you go see that movie or watch the TV show, has the podcast sort of taught you to automatically, almost reflexively, search out that villain and start empathizing?
5: Yes.
4: Absolutely.
1: So, like, yeah. does, that, does that take over your brain sometimes when you're just like, oh, like your radar just seeks on to this person?
5: Sometimes, yeah. Well, part of the excitement of watching a movie sometimes is when you're rooting for the hero um, or the protagonist to win, or like maybe they're the underdog and you want them to succeed. And that's where some of the adrenaline comes in. But some of that adrenaline kind of wears off when I start to think about how complex the storyline is or how complex the villain is or how maybe the hero might not actually be in the right or uh, how, um, yeah, or how I can. or It's uh, not even yeah. in the right.
1: It's like, these are two sides. Yeah. And this movie has bias towards its hero. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of examples of this of like Ursula or Killmonger or mm. a lot of villains that people bring up and be like, if if that movie was written from a different angle, everything would have been reversed. Yeah. You know, even Star Wars is about a group of punks who are, you know, anarchists who are trying to bring down society.
5: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. I think it's it's just become really apparent to us as we're researching these villains that Really, all of the good villains are bad, largely because there were things in their life and in society that beat them down and didn't give them opportunities. And it's frustrating to watch these heroes who a lot of times were given every opportunity and just a lot of luck that they're the the good guys um, and the villains are the bad guys simply largely because of circumstance when like just a little bit of support or love at some point in their life. It would have been totally different. Absolutely.
1: Yeah listening to your show this week, uh, I picked up on something that I try to do. We try to do on my show. I definitely don't, but uh, my, <laughs> my panelists do. Uh, Mike and Cassie and Caitlin of um, getting real and opening up. I want to know, cause you guys will in, in the process of empathizing with somebody. And I think this totally, this almost goes without saying you guys will then relate to them and start telling stories about your own, goddamn life and it's always shocking to me it's it's my favorite part of your guys' show before you started doing the show was that the plan or did that sort of organically just happen from talking to each other
4: i don't i think if you went back to our earliest episodes i don't think we did that very much at all i think we used to be very sort of analysis heavy and as we've progressed we, we sort of learned that like People really connect when we talk about our personal lives. Um, And so it's just become sort of the easy thing to do. It's also hard to do um, (laughs) because it can be pretty vulnerable at times. I don't know about Tiana, but at least for me, like some of the stuff I talk about is stuff that is really like personal that I wouldn't share with some people in my life unless I guess they're listening to the podcast now. (laughs)
5: Yeah. I kind of also realized later that people like relatability. Um, They like to listen to a podcast host sometimes who can say, yeah, this happened to me or I did this. I did something kind of evil. Uh, And they can be like, you know what? I did something kind of like that, too. Uh, I might be evil in weird ways. And that's kind of liberating. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: That's that's, I think why we and like people in general gravitate to villains and, and and really seem to like villain characters because they represent a side of us that we don't, I think always get to express because society has told us that it's not okay to have certain feelings or certain desires, but we all have them. Uh, and, and it's nice to see them represented even in a character that is not supposed to be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, as much as i believe in modern science and the help of medication. Uh, listen to you guys' Harley Quinn episode and talking about how... Mm. Uh, you guys opened up Harley Quinn for me in a way that I would never thought about before. <laughs> about how, um, you know, we believe in modern science and, you know, we're all on pills and just to help us balance. But her lack of anything like that and to be as free as possible, even if that means that sometimes you seek hyenas on people or hit people with a giant mallet, but just to (laughs) have that, to not be ashamed is basically what I'm saying of your dark side, you know, and to we, uh, everybody just tries to cover it up and hide it. And these characters are, it's not like they're two dimensionally fully evil. They're just exploring and showing off things in a way that we don't. Does that make sense?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Harley Quinn was a tough one for me because I, I do sort of close off my emotions and I like really like rules and structure, Mm. but I, I find I'm very envious of her now in her ability to just let go and just do whatever she wants. Just such a free spirit. Yeah.
5: Yeah. In fact, I think I subconsciously uh, tried to be her a little bit today when I put on this like really intense, uh, eyeshadow, like this blue eyeshadow. I just kind of like put it on with like really intense lipstick. And I was like, Oh, I look so strange, (laughs) but I love it. So I feel like maybe I embraced her a little bit today. Yeah.
4: Not subconsciously Tiana. I, if I remember correctly, you like ran around a courthouse screaming (laughs) about your love of the Joker yeah. To, to try to manifest Harley Quinn or something. Is that right? Yeah.
5: Yeah. I think I did that because I lost like the 32nd challenge. So uh, like from our Harley Quinn episode. And mm-hmm. I think that was the challenge. And so, yeah, I, every day I'm just doing things to become like Harley Quinn. And
1: you, uh, you had to yeah. do this at a courthouse.
5: I didn't have to, I just kind of chose <laughs> to, <laughs> I was in, I was in the capital uh, of Wisconsin. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so I was outside the Capitol building. Um, I don't live in Wisconsin anymore, so I don't know who the governor is right now. But oh, yeah, I, sounds like I was kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> I yeah. don't believe that story. I don't believe Wisconsin has courthouses. All right, let's get to uh, the current state of things, guys. Um, do we have... I don't want to necessarily single out Marvel, although Marvel has been the one that's been singled out the most. Do we in general, and then we can get specific currently have a villain problem. Do you guys feel like 2022, 2021 is pumping out as many interesting villains as p- the past has?
4: No, <laughs> it, it's sort of my, like, it's sort of like my immediate um, response. I just, I just think in in the Marvel universe in particular, they're pumping out these movies so fast and there's so many characters in them. I don't think the villains are getting as much development and screen time as they could in a lot of cases. Um, I don't know. Tiana, what do you think?
5: Like in, in Marvel or in general?
1: Just, yeah. I mean, with all of our franchises, we could do DC. We can talk about even about like Pixar and Disney villains. Um, do we see, are we as interested in Are they as three-dimensional as we feel like they used to be in the past? What I'm I'm nervous about is, is the world so bad that maybe movies and TV are pulling back on their villains to Mm. sort of like sand them down so they're not as extreme? Or my other thing is like every character is a potential star of a franchise. (laughs) And so there's like this Fast and the Furious thing of like whoever the villain is of this movie will be on the team in the next movie every Spider-Man villain, for instance, could get their own trilogy. And therefore we can't make them that extreme because we need to make them the hero at some point.
5: I will say though, that I just saw Thor love and thunder. Yes. And Christian Bale went pretty hard. Like that villain was pretty intense. I don't want to give away too much for those who haven't seen it yet. Um, but I was impressed um, by how emotional and intense the backstory was of that villain, um, and yeah, and just just the emotional drive of the villain. Yeah, I was mean, impressed to start, I, I it, impressed
1: with. To start mm-hmm. the story off with Christian Bale. You know, yeah. not Thor, not the Guardians of the Galaxy. I do think that's a bold move. Um, and yeah, I think that I didn't love the movie, but I think he was the best part by a million. Yeah. Did you see it, Joe?
4: I haven't. Okay. But I so, need to, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Marvel fan. I am a big Taika Waititi fan. So, I mean, that's, that's really the primary reason I, I would want to see that. But I also have heard other people who are, are not very excited about it. Um, but back to your point about villains, I think there is something to be said about them just not being as scary or like as intense. Like, I mean, I think back to like Freddy Krueger or Darth Vader. I mean, these were really dark, malicious forces, and I I think you're right that now villains have become so popular and they need to be able to have more screen time and more movies to make more money so the edge is being taken off and they're given more relatable backstories which is good to some degree but like maybe it's gone too far in the other direction where they're just straight up good people Mm -hmm. who might have just like been in a bad circumstance
1: yeah and they're always one step away from completely reversing everything and just like And not just becoming a good person, but saying like, Oh, you know what? Every single thing I believed in up until this point, I'm going to flip it because Ms. Marvel taught me that, you know, (laughs) here's how you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Loki, Loki, I think is one who rides the line fairly well, um, between like being like decent and like being mischievous, but he's maybe too far in the good camp to really be a solid villain. Um, the villain from this year that comes to mind, and, and I'm not going to remember the name, but Tiana, I'm sure you will, that I think was a really good villain, um, despite being also extremely empathetic, was in um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yes, I-
1: so we haven't talked about that on the show because it's not based on a comic book, so therefore it doesn't um, exist. Uh, what, let's talk about her, though, because... Um, I think the development of that villain in that story is super important to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So what makes her so great?
5: To be continued.
0: (laughs) Ryan. Yeah. That was what I would say a good interview. But thank you. But was it the best between you and Mike's interview?
1: Oh my God. I have heard Mike interview people. um, And uh, I did uh, infinitely better. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think. Never
2: heard shit about dicks, son
0: we're gonna have an interview off do you believe me now i don't know shits on dicks but what i do know is that we can definitely pit you both against each other on social media in a poll which you should definitely go over to guys can you tell me about the social media channels we got where can people find us online who should people at your pop filter
2: on twitter on instagram i'm a better interviewer because i pick up context clues if caitlin doesn't know who to throw to yep and if this poll does go out it is not it is about who is a better interviewer. Yeah. want to make that clear. nothing. Ryan else. versus Mike. We love all of our guests. All of our guests are equally great in our eyes, at least publicly.
0: I feel like it's very even because it was two villainous podcasts and right. then two villainous hosts. So now we must do the villainous thing and put you against each other on social media. So and I think that I think this is good. We're uh, also on
2: Instagram when there's no polls. That's just fun pictures. It's
0: just fun. Picture. You could do a poll in a story if you wanted, but I don't
2: know how to do stories.
0: All right. We're going to go to Ryan because Ryan's (laughs) going to tell us about other podcasts because we know how to do that.
1: If you go to Instagram.com slash Mike and Ryan, there's a couple of polls there that you're definitely going to want to look at. To go up and down. Penises.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay. I thought Caitlyn was being even aggressive for some reason. Talk about nope. it. Nope. Yeah, go up
1: line. and down. We don't no. have that kind of what control. I
0: watched the sh- I watched the movie Hustlers, and so I just think about pole dancing now. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. Oh, yeah.
1: Um There's a couple of shows that we would like you to watch. This is or listen to. This is the superhero show show. So thank you so much for listening to that. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review this one. If you like this episode, I promise you the other episodes are better. Right? We can agree. No, that feels insulting to Caitlyn. Caitlyn did a great job hosting.
2: What a fun experiment. <laughs> Everybody had a good time. Not knowing you were going to host until As He Walked In, you did a solid... I see-post.
1: thought this was a good show. I thought so,
2: too. It stayed pretty on the rails, surprisingly.
1: Yeah, shockingly enough. Um, and then Movie of the Year, that's with me and Mike and somebody else, where we go over what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Right now, we're working on 1982, so subscribe, rate, and review that. And then also the Innatural 20s where Caitlin and our former host, Cassie, along with, what's her name? What do you call her? Books? The Very Pregnant Books. The Very Pregnant Books. Why do you Uh, guys give her that
2: nickname?
0: (laughs) What? Why'd you give her Uh, that nickname? Because books impregnate you with knowledge and she's just full of it. That makes sense. Yep.
1: The thirty of them roll the dice to see uh, what it's like to go through your 20s. Those are three great shows that you can do. Also, the OCD. Also, welcome to the OCD, bitches. Why don't we throw one out for that?
2: Yeah, just throw one out for the homies. Uh, If you want more content from us and you want to support us, go over to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Your ears will be several times a week filled with so much fun. Dumb, dumb shit.
0: (laughs) And if if people wanted more dumb shit on the internet, is there a website that people can go to? Yes, popfilter.co. Is where
2: everything we create lives. Go there, live it, love it, learn it. Throw a little slash Amazon on the back end of that popfilter.co slash Amazon. That's how you shop at Amazon now. And hook us up while you are getting your. I need my cord in two hours. Uh, that's how you do it now.
0: <laughs> that's how I feel every day. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Uh, who doesn't know who
2: we are, Ryan. Have you loved
1: no. it in this episode? Dude, I called Caitlin Cassie <laughs> one time. One time, and she looked at me like, ah, I should fucking die and go to hell. And she's been calling you, Ryan, and me, Mike, the entire night. Or I think just how she's, drunk, and Katie she's drunk.
0: I'm just, what? Who are you, Sonny? I don't know. I don't know who anyone is here anymore, but what I do know is that you should come back next week because guess what we're talking about? It's what? the Riverdale finale and the premiere of Paper Girl. What? And Mike's interviewing with Adam Rec from Battle of Adam. You Battle of jump. the Adam. Battle of the
1: Adam. Battle of Atom.
0: Woo! Don't miss it. It's gonna be good. Alright, goodbye.
1: <laughs> Mike, let's just record for like five more minutes.
2: Just let it play out. Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion. Unfortunately, their right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to the local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. Has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show
3: notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.